Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. My question to you was going to be, what's more likely, the Patriots going up to, to Buffalo and beating the Bills and securing that seventh spot, or all those other three teams, the Jags, the Dolphins, and the Steelers all losing? I would say it would be the latter, you know, given where things were previous to, because you just would anticipate that the game on Sunday will matter to the Bills, and they'll they'll yeah. go and get it, and they're a team that has had mastery over the Patriots. Second hour, late night, WEEI, it's KJ, that's Tommy Curran here on WEEI earlier discussing the Patriots-Bills Week 18 showdown, which the narrative has changed. We know what happened Monday night. But before everything that happened Monday night, there was this wonder, hey, if the Bills do this, will they rest their starters? And my whole point of that was, uh, no, the Bills are going to show no mercy to the Patriots. They're going to play their face out. Now, now, they may be playing with a lot of emotion. It's a home game for them. It's going to be a, it's going to be a tougher environment than ever before maybe even a tougher environment than the playoff game last year. And so the Patriots are just going to have to lead it on the defense. This is what's been happening all year. Let's just, just, just listen to how important the defense has been this season. There's the 40-yard interception Jack Jones for touchdown. The 59-yard fumble return from Kyle Duggar. The 17-yard interception return for a touchdown from Jonathan Jones. The punt return for 84 yards for Marcus Jones. The Raquan Miller fumble for 23 yards for a touchdown. The Kyle Duggar interception for a touchdown. The Marcus Jones interception for 69 yards for a touchdown. And Kyle Duggar with the 39-yard interception for a touchdown. Eight touchdowns by defense or special teams. And Mack has led the offense to 10 passing touchdowns. Defense has only given up six rushing touchdowns this season, and five of them have all happened since the Chicago game. It's kind of crazy. Like I, You don't realize how good the defense is until you read those numbers. And if you just think with like a competent offense, as you say, if it's like 20 pass touchdowns or 25, like this could be a, a top team in the AFC. Yeah, this is this the way this defense is set up. If it had a very it has a very similar 
uh, isotope, if you will, of the Denver Broncos team that won the Super Bowl, except for you had someone who could get you 18 touchdowns for the season because your boy couldn't throw. Peyton Manning could not throw that year, but you didn't need a whole lot from him. But again, 18 touchdowns in the in the in the in the NFL for a quarterback in a season is a very low number. But imagine if you're talking eight more touchdowns than what you have from the current quarterback. It's a different story. Look, this is just fascinating when you think about where the Patriots defense is right now. They are sixth in points allowed. They're only behind the 49ers, the Bills, the Ravens, the Jets, and the Bengals. Outside of the Bengals, those teams, when you talk about those teams, the first thing that comes out of your mouth about them really is the defense. In terms of yards per play, my goodness, the Patriots are only behind the Eagles, the Jets, and the Broncos. Yeah, five yards per play. Turnovers, they're third, tied for second technically with the Eagles behind the Cowboys. Fumbles, they're in the middle. But in terms of giving up first downs, top 10. Completions allowed, this is where they suffer a little in the passing game. But in terms of yards given up in the passing game, they're still like top 15. Touchdowns allowed, top 10. Interceptions that are tied for first. I mean, this is a team that everything, everything lays at the feet of the defense. Number one with touchdowns allowed, seven. I guess somewhere they didn't include a touchdown. Seven touchdowns rushing. And so you you, you just wonder, like, okay, Buffalo's got an incredible defense. That defense is going to be playing with a lot of emotion. What can the Patriots do that could offset that? I, I, I just don't know. This is probably one of the stranger games that we're looking at in terms of what the feelings are, what the emotions will be on that field, how will the fan base be. I mean, you already know they're going to be rowdy. But now there just seems to almost be this extra incentive. So you wonder, can the Patriots lean on their defense for another week and clinch a playoff spot? Here's Boomer Esiason, his thoughts on Greg Hill Show. I would say yes when it comes to that because of the San Francisco 49ers. I still say that the 49ers have the best defense. When that defense is healthy and rocking and rolling, uh, they're good enough to win a Super Bowl. There's no question about that. And I think we always hear this, the phrase, defense wins championships. So I, I, I believe that there's something to that. And, you know, getting another interception on defense and returning it for a touchdown and scoring their seventh touchdown of the year – you know, that's an amazing statistic when you think about it. It doesn't happen very often. So uh, they're going to have to be – everybody's going to have to be healthy. Everybody's going to have to be playing their best game. And, you know, Buffalo next week is, not, like I said, is not going to be easy. Yeah, but it, you almost feel like if the team offensively was just even, – even in the middle, even if they were just a few teams better than where they sit right now, I think it's the difference between a team that's going to scratch to get to nine and eight versus a team that could easily be ten and seven, eleven and six. Probably better. Like if the if the if the progression that would was expected of Mac Jones this year, and I'm not saying that he suddenly becomes the next coming of Joe Montana, but if he was just even a little bit better than he was last year, then this is a team that wins eleven games with this defense easily. I think a fun game would be like put this defense with every other offense. So if you like put the defense with Kansas City or with Buffalo, but then vice versa, you put the offense with 
one of the, you know, with the 49ers defense, could Mac Jones be more effective than Brock Purdy? No, no, because it's still the same offense, right? And and that's where this information doesn't lie. I mean, the offense is 28th in first downs. So when it comes to even just the basicness, the base, the basics of moving the chains, the team really struggles. 24th in pass attempts. And the whole thing was that, you know, out of last year's draft, you would say that Mac Jones, out of those quarterbacks, had the most accurate arm. The strongest, not necessarily, but the most accurate, yes. And so sometimes accuracy can usurp uh, superstar receiver talent, right? Because the thing about superstar receivers is they can make your mistakes turn into victories. Where you're saying, okay, you got Mac Jones based upon what you drafted and what you saw some of last year. This isn't a guy that's going to make a ton of mistakes with the ball. Part of it offensive line this year. Part of it Mac as well. Some of it play calling as well. And the reason why I say some and not all is because when Bailey Zappi got in there, you didn't see as many mistakes. 617-779-7937, 617-779-7937, text line 37937, KJ Late Night here on WEEI. Thank you so much for hanging out. Here's Mac Jones talking about that same defense that's pretty much been saving the offense. I mean, it's pretty incredible, and um, I definitely think that was a good point that you made, that they kind of bring a spark to to the game, um, and that's important to have that. And you know, A lot of defenses are really good in the NFL, and, our defense is really good, and we get to go against them, you know, weekly and obviously in training camp and all that stuff. So I'm um, good to see all their hard work pay off. And, you know, Dutter is just a one highlight of the whole defense, and he's just done a great job, comes to work every day. He's a really quiet guy, just lets, lets his play speak for himself. So um, he, he really just, every time he gets the ball, it seems like he scores. So I'm definitely impressed with him and um, all of his hard work. Yeah, the he that Mac is talking about there is Kyle Duggar, who is the defensive uh, NFL Defensive Player of the Week and maybe one of the team MVPs of the year. I mean, think about it. On top of Duggar, Matthew Judon and Josh Uche have a combined 27 sacks. That's more than half of the Patriots' 52 total sacks. And the Patriots are first in the AFC in sacks. The most quarterback hurries in the league. Top five QB hurries. And the narrative, the Bills being able to rest their starters is out the window. You know what I think that was crucial what Boomer said is that everyone needs to be healthy. And I'll I'll mention it in the trending, but if you don't have Jonah, Jonathan Jones or Marcus Jones or Jalen Mills, like you need a healthy secondary. Like the well, secondary wait. that was out there Sunday is not going to fly against Buffalo. Well, but but it but it flew last week. It hung in there. It won. You see what I'm saying? It won. Against Skylar Thompson and Teddy Bridgewater. It it doesn't matter who's out there. The game is scheduled. So that's the crazy thing about what we do is we can look at a schedule, but we can't factor in that Tua would have his second concussion or that Teddy Bridgewater would break his finger in the middle of the game or that in a game, and I'll get into it here shortly, just in terms of where games were when it came to the defense. That's next. Plus, I got to get to these comments about Boomer Siason saying that Mac Jones is douchey, and I think that's kind of douchey. I'll explain that here next. WEEI Late Night with KJ, 617-779-7937. 
Text line 37937. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Here's the thing that I really dislike about Mac Jones, if you want to get to the root of it. His, his body language, his facial expressions, his gyrations on the field piss me off. All right? I, I, there, there's a douchiness to that. I don't necessarily know that he's earned the right to act the way that he does at times, like frustrated, looking at the coaches and screaming and yelling and, you know, you know, putting his hands to his head. I mean, body language for a quarterback is so important. And I hate when quarterbacks sulk on the sideline. You know, they can't, they have to be above all of that. Late night, W-E-E-I, it's KJ. That's Boomer Sison talking about Mac being in the bush. All right, I, I, I'll get to that comment here in a couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah. Let me get back to this Patriots defense, and then I'll get to these comments about Boomer Sison here shortly. This is how important the Patriots defense has been and will need to be on Sunday. Think back to the Indy game. I know it's painful to think about watching that. Like, like I feel for those who bought tickets and parked and walked maybe a mile and a half and to see a whole bunch of nothing but field goals. Folk, field goal, folk, field goal. There's a three-yard pass from Mac Jones to Ramondre Stevenson. Okay, there's a touchdown. Field goal, field goal. What's the last scoring drive for the Patriots that game? Jonathan Jones, 17-yard interception. Makes it the blowout. Indy blows out its entire... They blow out everybody. Think about it. If you don't have the Jonathan Jones interception pretty much to wrap up that game in the fourth quarter, even though the game was already in in bed, I mean, you could make a case that Indy might still have some things in place because they're like, look, they only scored a three-yard touchdown on us. But throwing the pick and getting the pick six, it's big. Think about Jets game number two. Oh, we remember that. Field goal, field goal, Snorefest. Marcus Jones, 84-yard punt return to end the game. Special teams. Arizona game. Think about it. It's a 13-7 game, Arizona. Field goal, field goal. Now it's 13-13. What happens? Raekwon McMillan with a 23-yard fumble return. Patriots never look back. Vegas. It's painful to think about this. But the, the Patriots were down 17-3. When does the game turn around? Kyle Duggar's 16-yard interception. Makes it 17-10. Patriots would then go on a 14-point run 
to tie the game. I'm not even going to mention the end of the game. And then the game against Cincinnati. It was 22-0 Cincinnati. What turns the game around? Marcus Jones, 69-yard interception. Then the offense picks it up. But it's not enough. The Miami game. It's 14-10 Miami. And what turns the game around? Kyle Duggar, 39-yard interception. Patriots never look back. That's how important the defense is. Will they be able to pull it off Sunday? It would be like yet another miracle. Like this year's defense for the Patriots deserves like its own, its, its own DVD collector series. It's kind of shocking <laughs> that Judon is the only Patriot and the only Patriots defender to make the Pro Bowl. And I understand there are replacements, but like you should have almost everyone on that defense at least be nominated. Yeah, it should be. And, and I think Duggar will eventually get it because I think you'll wait for players to say that they won't go. And then you'll see a rush of Patriots be added. Duggar will be added. Uche will probably be added. Um, Marcus Jones may even get added as a special teams replacement. Even the special teams person may be a replacement. So look, I think the reason why it gets overshadowed is because the offense has been so bad. And that's why I was saying, look, if this offense was even just a little bit better. I mean, if you're talking about an offense that instead of is 22nd in touchdown passes is 15th, we're, we're we're having a different conversation. We're we're not even talking. We might be talking about the Patriots know what their spot is in the playoffs and may rest their starters in this game coming up. That might that could be the conversation if this team was fifteenth in touchdowns instead of twenty second. If this team was twentieth instead of twenty eighth in first downs, that's more scores. If they were. 15th instead of 25th in points. It's a different conversation. I think this defensive, I said it before, but if they were with the Chiefs, the Bills, the Eagles, just any of the top teams in the NFL right now, they'd be undefeated. But here's the only thing about that is, would they be need to be as dependent on as much as they've been dependent on? Right? If you're with the Chiefs and you know you're putting up 40, you might put up 40, Three, four times in a season. If anything, the defense has to teach itself or tell itself, you know, don't get laxed. Where in this situation, it's like you always have to be on the ready. Always. And if it can be done for another week, I don't know what that looks like come the playoffs, but it would be a miraculous story. You would ask yourself, how did the Patriots make the playoffs with that offense? I mean, those numbers that I'm telling you, 29th in plays in the league the offense and that's a that's a that that is a playoff team and it's at that point of no return where people were hoping a couple of games ago like hey just try and get in the swift states of getting a, like another high draft pick pick that, those days are gone and once you become a playoff team then clearly you're going to be in the teens like last year all right back to a boomer science's comments about mac being douchey stupid because that goes into the personal, right? And that's, and look, I get on Mac Jones. I get on him a lot. But I don't call him personal type names. Like, douchey gets into the realm of persona. What I talk about is skill set. 
So when I call him mediocre, I'm not saying him as a person. When you start saying he's acting douchey, and, and this is where, it, let me get on the soapbox here for a second. This is why some people don't know how to entertain. You know, some, they like, go for the low-hanging fruit. <laughs> he's douchey. <laughs> it's not my vocabulary, because I've got to be smarter than that. We just know that. But that's not fair to Mac, because now what are you comparing him to? Something that's that, that has nothing to do with football. Can't use a better word. Now, if you said, hey, when Mac gets into these blow-offs and fits and everything, you could because you could say it, it feels unbelievable. I can understand that. Because you're saying, like, I don't really buy the outrage. I don't feel like you have some type of eye of the tiger when it comes to this. So when you're getting mad. It seems fake, bogus. That's okay. Douchey? No. Even a comedian would tell you that that's not funny. Not funny. And I look, I look, I know a Sison's check is much bigger than mine when they when they when they print out that stuff and we check in in, in daily daily time uh, time in attendance. I don't even know if he has to do that. I don't care if his check is bigger than mine. That's piss poor journalism saying that a dude is a douche. Come on, really? Are we 10? Are we 11? Here's Ty Law on his thoughts on those comments. I'm not going to sit there and call the man, you know, a douche or he acts douche. I I try to say he's passionate about it because, you know, I've seen guys, that's how they got to get themselves up. Like I said before, you know, hey, Tom Brady's breaking tablets. You know what I mean? I know he's uh, he's earned it. He's the GOAT. But I think that's just Mac Jones' way of, of doing things. Now, if it starts getting out of control, if he starts getting, you know, insubordinate to coaches or Belichick or his teammates starting to feel a certain way about it, you know, that's a totally different ball game if you're affecting your own locker room. But, you know, we all have our opinions on the uh, uh, way he might be acting and he's saying, you know, douchey. Uh, but – I just think that that's Mac Jones, and I think as long as it's accepted, you know, within the reason, in the locker room, and he don't turn his teammates off on it, you know, he'll be fine. He's just passionate and wants to win. Yeah. Like, said, like, like Ty Law said, I'm not going to use a word douchey, but come on. I mean, Asiason was a bit of a diva himself during his playing days. His advantage, a lot of viewers don't really remember that too much. When you start getting into like age groups and what people remember, and are you really watching Cincinnati Bengal games? But to use that term, like that's weak. It's whack juice, bogus, lame, lazy, uninspired, not funny. And this is the fodder or the kindling wood that players when defending each other use as an example like this guy doesn't know me to call me douchey he don't know me but it's for entertainment purposes be smarter be smarter because I'm going to be honest with you There's a very fine line that a lot of these young guys that are trying to, because they hear it all, 
are trying to figure out, are they attacking my character or my play? And here's the thing. Attack the play. Because the play is designed to entertain us. The character, we don't know them. You don't know them. And so, yeah, I might get an email saying, okay, Jay, you got to be careful going up against company employees or what have you. What would you, how would you feel if someone said, yeah, that guy, you're at work, yeah, that guy's douchey. Dumb. I mean, should I even break it down? It has a, it has a sexual connotation to it or a biological connotation that's just not very pretty at all, and you're using that term? Will you just say, his his outrage seems fake. It does. It's uninspiring. It seems like it's. It feels like it's rehearsed. If you said that, I would say, yeah, it does seem like it's like three, two, one. Ah, that's fair. You know what's funny though is that what everyone seems to be saying the same thing is like he hasn't earned it. It's like why do you even need to? Well, no, earn but here's that? well, here's the thing. Mac Jones has not earned anything. And I've said that going back to last year. Think about this. Mac Jones still does not have a fourth quarter winning drive. I think maybe la- I don't even think last week's one. I think last week was a solidifying one. But so yes, there are some elements of where you haven't earned it, but that has nothing to do. She does not enter into that. You could say Mac Jones hasn't earned it. You back it up with uh, some numbers, and I'm not a numbers guy. I, I like to. I don't like book reports. I like oral reports. You know, I don't want you to. You know. Here is my book report on the Patriots by K.J. Carson. No one wants to hear that crap. But at the same time, I don't want to hear words that are going to say something about a person's character and not necessarily about it. Use something that's for the game, not that, you know, you find funny because you have a couple of beers and you guys are yakking it up to a couple of ACDC songs. 617-779-7937, text line, 37937 KJ late night WEI. Told you I hit the good and the bad over the head with the chair. Phil, a new bed for man. Thanks so much for calling this late at night. I appreciate you. Go ahead. Hey, KJ. It's been a while. I hope you and your family had a meaningful and wonderful holiday season. You too. Thank you. Hey, last night when you opened up in your first hour, when you talked about that personal experience with your best friend. Yeah. And that whole situation. So your empathy. Sympathy is one thing, but your empathy, that's a choice because you've lived it. Mm-hmm. and your humanism, because what you do is entertainment, sports is entertainment, Right. but in the end of the day, the humanism, the effect of something that tragic, that sudden, and how people rise up, or they get negative. You know, and, uh, I'd had a crazy couple of days, and I regrounded myself, and mm-hmm. last night I wanted to call like four times, but I literally didn't know where to stop. So by three in the morning, I was able to get to sleep, but just when I fell asleep, I started to think about a year and a half ago. Well, actually, yeah, well, about 15 months ago, when I had had that back surgery, mm-hmm. the night I was leaving the hospital before I went to rehab, and I called in your show. I was like one of the last callers, and you was talking about Mac. He was just starting his career, and you said, mm-hmm. let's give this kid a break. Don't put him on no pedestal. Let's give him a break. Let's see what, he, what, he can what he's going to provide. He's got yeah. some potential. And you and Brian Barrett carried me through that surgery and my well, rehab. Well, thank you, Phil. And, those um, are those are very humbling. I, I, I humbly, I don't know what to say other than thank you, and glad that you're still here with us because any type of surgical procedure that involves 
spinal and back and all those different yeah, things. I had to learn to walk would, all over again. Yeah, they, they so, took a disc out, two vertebrae, and in regard to Graffy, hopefully yeah. him now, now they've made that move, good, bad, and different, all the stuff that could have, would have, should have done. Hopefully mm-hmm. this brings a couple of free agents who have substance and good character, and we get back on the track we're used to. I think we're heading there. Phil, thank you so much for the call. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, give me a second here just to kind of, um, yeah. You just never know how words may affect a person. And I thank Phil for the call. And I, and, and that's, I guess what I'm trying to cross reference in terms of calling Mac douchey. Like, what are we, what's the accomplishment there? You've even heard me say, I'm not going to say he sucks. I, give me a couple more seasons before I even do that. Regressing, mediocre, middle of the road, average. I think these are all fair assessments without trying to say what someone's character is. Yeah, you're just talking about what he did on the field. You're not talking about like who they actually are. Look, I know there are many components for people who don't like Mac. Some of those components are fair. Some of them are in their feelings. I try to make sure that I take the feelings out. Because I don't have any feelings. I mean, it's a second-year quarterback. The team needed a quarterback. Everybody hoped that there would be progress. I just try to keep the conversation honest. Like last year, know that this team leaned on its run game and its defense. They did not allow him to make glaring mistakes. Some of the mistakes that you saw in the beginning of last season. Those were mitigated. You saw some elements of fight in him in in the Dallas game or holding his resolve and all the emotion of Tom Brady coming back and the team nearly winning that game. Those are all points in Max column. But also when I start seeing that, okay, you're not stepping up in the pocket and you're, 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 you're stepping towards the top of the horseshoe when the pocket's bending. These are the things I'm saying, you know, look, this is, these are the things that make you look mediocre. But the word is not douchey. Come on, that's lazy. You know, it's it's so funny. It's comedians, and I have friends who are like, they do it for a living. They'll tell you that, you know, a lot of people will try and use words to make them seem even funnier than they really are. Some call it like low-hanging fruit, like the comedian that's always cursing but they're not really telling you jokes. Like Andrew Dice Clay was an example of that. Like this is a guy that wasn't really funny. He just knew how to use offensive words that just somehow mentally you're, you're trained to make yourself laugh. It's like the kid, it's like the first kid, like you're like a bunch of young kids and suddenly someone says the word fart. They laugh. But some people try and carry that into their adult years to be funny. Like it's not funny. So lay off Mac with the stuff that's going after the character. You don't know it. You don't know it. And this is coming from a guy who's been hitting Mac over the head all season. Lay off the character. Late Night with KJ continues next. We wrap up here on WEEI. Thank you so much for hanging out. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Late night. W-E-E-I, it's KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out. If you're just joining the show, that's perfectly fine. The Odyssey app, you'll be able to rewind the show back all two hours. Uh, Odyssey app is free in the Google Play Store or the Apple Store. Just type in W-E-E-I once you're inside the app, and it'll bring you right here. And just hit the little heart in to save it as well. Um, Let me play two cuts. The first cut I'm going to play, and this is a follow-up on my conversation about Skip Bayless and his comments about uh, 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 Hamlin and his injury and his things about the NFL. Here's the open of today's Skip and Shannon, where Shannon was on the show today, but he wasn't Tuesday. Here it is. Good to see you, Shannon. I understand. There's something you want to share this morning. Good morning, yes. Good morning. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation of why I wasn't on air yesterday, and I won't get into speculation or conjecture or innuendo, but I will say this. In watching that game on Monday night, uh, what happened to DeMar Hamlin struck me a little different. Um, as a brotherhood in the NFL, when injuries happen, when we know injuries are a part of the game, I've seen guys suffer ACLs and Achilles tear, but I've never seen anybody have to be revived and fight for their life on the field. So it struck me a little differently because I remember seeing my brother paralyzed on the field temporarily, and he was able to regain focus. Um, Skip tweeted something, and although I disagree with the tweet, uh, and, and uh, hopefully uh, Skip would take it down, but I didn't want it. Well, yes- time out, time out. I'm not going to take it down because okay. I stand by okay. what I tweeted. Skip, let me okay. finish. Let me- All right, okay. Go ahead. No, you go. Go ahead, let's go, Jen. Okay. I mean, I cannot even get through a monologue without you interrupting okay. me. Well, you could have came back, Skip. Well, I thought, Skip, just let me. I, I didn't I, know I, you I were going to bring no, up No, this. I was just going to say, Skip, I didn't want to yesterday to get into a situation where DeMar Hamlin was the issue. We should have been talking about him and not get into okay. your not get into your uh, your tweet. That's what I was going to do. But you can't even let me finish my opening monologue without you interrupting. Okay. I was under the impression you weren't going to bring this up because nobody here had a problem with no, that tweet. No, Clearly, the bosses wanted you to offer explanations, so clearly... No, they did not have... Nobody... Let's go, Jay. All right, you can stop it. You can stop it. (laughs) What you just heard is how Skip Bayless sees Shannon Sharp as less than a man. There's a G word for it, but you'd have to search it out. In fact, last night... We're going to play rewind here in a second. I explained why it was good Shannon Sharp wasn't on Tuesday's show. Joe, hit the rewind. 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 Late Night with KJ. 
January 3, 2023, 10 p.m. WEEI-FM Boston. I would say this. One, it was very smart, whether it was pre-planned or game-planned overnight, that Shannon Sharp was not on that show with him today. And the reason why I say that is because if the debate got heated, there could be this temptation by some to say, you know what, Shannon Sharp can't even complete a sentence without me under, I can't understand what he's saying, and da-da-da-da-da. Then you start kind of getting into the bow-wow. Sometimes it's better to avoid that. I've told my kids in the past, you don't want to get into a tug-of-war too much because you start gripping that rope and pulling too hard, you do more damage to yourself. Sometimes it's just good to let that rope go. Skip said nothing about being sorry. Now, I'm not in charge of telling a man when he should be sorry and when he shouldn't. However, if said man is paid millions of dollars a year, yeah, I'm going to do this. He makes millions of dollars a year and he doesn't have discernment? Like the first thing I'll tell you right now, there's no free app that's going to make me lose my money. If I'm going to lose my money, I'll do it here. Right? Oh my gosh, KJ, did you hear what he said on WEEI? They fired him. You know what? They at least still pay me for the day. Social media, it's free. It's free. And free is not going to make me lose my money. Now that's last night. And then you saw what happened today. Almost predicting to a T what would happen. That skip would show his lack of care of Shannon Sharp as a Human being, not an equal sitting across from on the show. Maybe just some jock that just looked up, got the right agent, end up on this show. Now, some people think that it's, you know, that there's a little pro wrestling element to it. Yeah, on other days, but not when it involves somebody's life and dealing with a life and death situation that happened on the field. And then the part that just really just, as some of the old Southern folks say, just chapped my hide was when Skip said, I thought you, Shannon, weren't going to bring this up as if he's determining what Shannon can't and can say. Despite him having the show all to himself on Tuesday. Fascinating, but not shocking. I've always said the undertone about how people play feel about these NFL players The first thing they talk about is how much money they make, and it's disgusting, and they shouldn't be making that much. Guess what? Their neighbors are not complaining for them paying that big tax bill in that neighborhood. Yeah, the guy making $10 million a year and living next to the person making $400,000 a year. Uh, You didn't realize it was like that. uh. So on a show that I normally don't watch, because let's face it, when I'm out of here at midnight, I'm not racing up to get up at 9, 10 in the morning. To see what they're going to talk about, I think it usually starts around noon. I got a kid. I have my own thoughts. But somehow, over these last few weeks, there have just been these pop up, these kind of pop up incidents that have been exposing some real type of emotions that people have. Am I going to say it's unfortunate what's going on with Skip and Shannon and what happened today? It's not unfortunate. It's probably just some real emotions popping to the surface. Unfortunate, but like I said, if you're going to say that about players and how much money they make, damn, Bayless, you make all that money and you don't know how to shut up when it's time to shut up? 
Give me half of that and I'll be good. Joe Braverman, thank you so much for your hard work tonight. I appreciate you as always. Uh, remember, you can follow WEEI at Twitter, at WEEI. I'm at KJ Carson. Thank you so much for being here. We'll do it again tomorrow night, 10 p.m. See you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.